Hello, everyone. This is Molly from the Casually Molly Podcast, and I just wanted to introduce you to my friends at the Natty Cat. This one is for you cool cats and kittens who can't get enough of wordplay and fur babies. The Natty Cat's natural soy candles feature inventive scent combinations and glass jars with clever kitties on the labels. Hand purred with locally sourced natural soy wax, the Natty Cat's candles woodwicks create a cozy fireside crackling sound, perfect for curling up on the couch. Remember, for all of your candle and scented oil needs, please visit our friends at the Natty Cat either on Facebook or Instagram. Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrap it, look through the lens and capture it. But first world problems are getting you down. Disabled, salty, need an app to fix that frown. <laughs> well, you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. Well, she drops another casual line. You're tuned into Casually Molly with Molly and Bergie. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. Remember that you should casually subscribe both on audio and video, all streaming services, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, just validate me, you name it. So, uh, but yeah, enough about me. I am being joined by the wonderful, fabulous Gwen Sunkel. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm great. Thank you so much for casually having me on. Oh my gosh, of course. First of all, so Gwen and I, I always talk about how I met my guests. So Gwen and I met in a uh, definitely a 2020 setting here. We met in a, well, actually we'll start. We met in, what was the, was it a Zoom room that Spark Tabor had us in? How did this all begin? (laughs) Was it? Spark, or did we do Yale, Yale show, show first? I can't remember. I think we did Yale show, and then the following night we did Oops. Sparks, or like <laughs> two days later. Um, yeah, so we were on a virtual show, and Yale was like, "You all, everyone in this group needs to know each other." Um, so I'm putting you all on the show so that you friend each other and know each other. And then two short days later. Um, the co-host for Spark Tabor's um, trivia, or was yeah, tri- the joke no, roast and toast. Yes, joke roast toast. Yes, yes. which um, I had previously a terrible at. Oh, uh, but so he asked me to co-host with him, <laughs> and then you did some um, comedy. Oh, basically, comedy set, right? I was just sitting with no pants, and everybody says like, "Oh, before you know, I now I just don't wear pants anymore." I'm like, when I was in my apartment, I never wore pants, so I don't know why this is apparently such a change for people. Like, I wish that more people no. had washed their hands beforehand, but it's fine. Yeah. Right. You know, we were just talking about how I have this weird obsession with mouthwash and I was like, Gwen, I'm sorry. I'm such a weirdo. And she goes, no, I wish that more people were passionate about mouthwash. And I was like, thank you for humoring. <laughs> I really appreciate no, that's, it. That's not even humoring. People need to get their breath together sometimes. <laughs> I like, and I know that I, cause I drink a lot of coffee. So that's the whole reason this began. Cause I was like, oh, if I keep breathing coffee on people, I'm not going to have a date or any friends. So we're just going to, I mean, I still, maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Oh. 
Trust me, you should be in demand. We'll talk about that in a second. But why I, well, actually second meaning right now, why I loved Gwen was that we're in this room and both rooms actually with Spark. And yes, I did like this random five, going back to why I didn't have pants on. I was just chilling in my apartment and Spark was like, hey, somebody canceled this show. Can you just do like a quick like five to seven minutes? And I'm like, oh, sure, friend. And I'm like frantically setting up like my Wi-Fi and my my like <laughs> light that I bought. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then I have like, like in the studio, we have this like lovely brick wall and I tried to buy like a background just like this and it didn't look the same. So I was like, uh. well, just so I bought that cheap shower curtain that you see in your, <laughs> and I'm just like, I thought it was great. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of effort, a lot more effort than other people put into their backgrounds. Um, listen, though, your background is fantastic because it's the Golden Girls. So, <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, I have a little virtual background situation on my Zoom um, where it looks like I'm surrounded by the Golden Girls. <laughs> I love that, though. That That is seriously. And I there was like I binge things a lot. Like, who doesn't? But there was like a serious period where I was like binging the Golden Girls. Like, I knew their lines. I knew every. So trust me, oh. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I, I love to fall asleep to the Golden Girls. Yes. Um, Thank you for being a friend. There you go. Yeah. Talk about. <laughs> Uh, comedy icons. <laughs> For real. Wait, which one is your favorite? Like, who do you feel like you identify with the most? Um, I probably most identify with Dorothy. Um, just being kind of like sarcastic humor. Oh, totally. um, but I really, really love Sophia. Oh, Sophia. So Sophia and my mom's going to kill me for saying this, but Sophia, so I'm Italian. So Sophia reminds me uh -huh. a lot of my mom. So I relate I exactly it. what you're saying. Cause I'll be like, ma, what are you doing? And, she <laughs> and she's just like, listen, and she'll just like tell it exactly. Like my friends will even tell it, be like, oh, mama A tells exactly like it is. It's like, it's the same. I can't even think of like, a, I love that I like when I thought I had to put my hand up to my mm -hmm. chin. But I can't yes. even think of, right? We're just really thinking here. Um, but there was there was like this one time. Oh, well, recently, so my boyfriend and I went to Cincinnati to like go visit my parents because we all tested negative for COVID. And my parents are a little bit older, so that's why I wanted to make sure before I, I saw them, I got tested. And um, Good. yeah, exactly, right? So we get there and I had like this low cut shirt on. And my mom was just, I was talking about how we went to this place called New Ho's for Chinese food. And she's like, you need to pull that shirt up because there's going to be a new ho up in here if we're not careful. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. And my boyfriend was no help. <laughs> Your mom should have been on joke roast toast. Uh, uh, she would probably burn people. She's really good about that too. So we'll, we'll have to bring yeah. her on at some point, Spark. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I'm not I'm not mean enough to either be good at joke roast toast or be, be Sophia in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, though, I didn't even do a roast. So everybody's like, how did it go, Molly? And I'm like, well, my set went fine, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I want to talk about you, though. You I mean, like I said, I have a lot of fun talking to you clearly i want to talk about like just i mean you like i said like i was so excited when you agreed to come on because you were honestly so much fun so i want to oh, hear thank you. oh my god of course and you've got like your cute dog you i'm always like oh like, yeah oh 
Hold on. Sorry She's if you coming. guys are on audio, but... <gasps> Hi! Here she is. I saw you got a bath Hi. the other day. Yeah. Why don't this you tell Edna. us... Oh, I was about to say, there's Edna. There we go. The other, like, long-lost golden girl. <laughs> there she yes. is. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I want to hear about how you became so fun. Like, what got you into comedy? What makes Gwen Sunkel... Gwen's, I want to know it all. Spill the tea as I'm having my my drink here (laughs) I love it I love it um well I was born a young black boy um no (laughs) I uh no I we moved around a lot when I was a kid so I was always um being like the class clown was kind of a really good defense mechanism Mm -hmm. uh a lot of so a lot of that uh so just kind of being like naturally funny I'm just naturally funny, you guys. I'm naturally <laughs> hilarious. I, I, I'm just I really good, that. okay? <laughs> yeah. No, um, but and I also always grew up watching a lot of comedy, listening to a lot of, like, comedy records and cassettes, um, like, in the car with my parents. Uh, and then when I was, I, I also did a lot of, like, performing as a, a, a young child and young adult, um, like, in theater and choirs and different things like that. Uh, and so then, fast forward several years into my adult life, once I finished up with, like, um, grad school and had a little bit more free time on my hands, I was like, I would really like to get back into performing, um, but I'm just in my old age, like a lot less of a joiner. Um, <laughs> so the idea of being on the cast of Hello, Dolly, it just makes me want to vomit right now. No, 100%. I, I get it. Couldn't do it. Can't do it. Um, so I comedy was a really good way to like kind of perform on my terms. Um, and my like work schedule is sometimes a little bit erratic. So it's it's hard to commit to being like, in a play where you have to be somewhere five nights yeah. a week. Um, and um, comedy also like challenged me to write more. Um, I, that, that was kind of like, honestly, my original thing was like, oh, I want to uh, write more and this is a good challenge for it. So I agree. No, because I, we talked, we yeah. just talked, because I had Amanda Gale on last week who was in the. Love Amanda. Um, yeah, love Amanda, right? Shout out to Amanda Gale. So we were talking about that too. It's like, I feel, because I would have a theater background as well. And it's mm-hmm. amazing, like, especially you and I, we have very like bold personalities. So people like us kind yeah. of like end up in stand up because, like Amanda was saying, there's such honesty in mm-hmm. and like and it's just even just not even just Amanda but a lot of people who come on that have a theater background they're like oh well, you know like I felt like comedy was really honest it really fit around my schedule um and what's great is that yeah. you, I, okay and this is gonna sound terrible but I, what I love about comedy is that I just have to depend on myself which I know that people get terrified <laughs> by right because they're like oh me alone and I'm like trust me I used to run a theater company for five years I've used stagehands I've paid actors I've done all of this yeah you know like running after people's schedule is just a lot I just have one schedule it's my own follow my website Mm -hmm. here's my business card follow me on Instagram good day like I just I don't have to worry about anybody else but myself which is like in ways and I'm sure you can agree with this you sometimes you're like oh I'm my own worst critic but I don't know it just I, I I love it too so I completely agree with where you're coming from 
Um, but yeah, yeah, so how did we end up in India? Is I, so is Indianapolis where you're from or just, did you just decide like, hey, this is going to be my home? <laughs> uh, I moved here as an adult uh, in 2005, actually. So okay. um, I, I've lived, I, it's the longest place I've ever lived, though. So it really feels like home. And after being here for 15 years, it, it should be. Oh, so. as it should. Yeah, 15 years is quite a minute. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went from a girl who had like two addresses a year to like, <laughs> and now I've been the same place for 15 years. And I'm like, yeah, this works for me. Oh, a hundred percent. Especially when you bop around a lot. Then when you finally, like, that's how I felt about St. Louis. I was like, all right, this is mm-hmm. going to be it. This is going to be it for me. And what's great about like being in the Midwest is like, obviously pre-COVID, you can still like travel and hop around and like, you know, do shows and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I know that you've done, totally. uh, yeah, I, I know you've had like quite a resume when it comes to um, performing with people who, cause I saw you've performed for, um, perform for That's a theater term. And I need to make sure that I make this sound a little bit clearer, but, um, who have like you opened or featured for that you have just like absolutely loved working with? Um, I got to open for Eliza Schlesinger earlier <gasps> this year, like before the pandemic. I love her. I saw her at the comedy store in LA. She is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. How was that? She really is. Oh my gosh. She was first of all, just the nicest person in the world. Like I could see that. She was like, come talk to me while I put my makeup on. Like we and you're were like, old, you know, yeah. friends in a <laughs> party or something. Just very sweet, you know, talk to me about my comedy career and the scene here and everything and was just very interested. Talked a lot about her adorable little dog. Um, and so, yeah, I got to go out on this giant stage and perform to more people than I'd ever performed for. And then like have the best seat in the house to watch her, like put on a masterclass about physical comedy, you know? Um, it was, it was truly an outstanding experience. So Oh my god, I've um, loved her forever. So uh, props to you. Yeah. That was probably like seeing her perform at the comedy store like made all my dreams come true because I've seen all of her Netflix yeah. specials. I've seen her like from the beginning and now she's like engaged. And it's crazy, right? When you watch people and you're like, oh, this is just a master class, not only on like comedy, but just in life and how they navigated. So like that's that's yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and like the rate at which she cranks out a new hour of solid material is just because like she's got a whole new hour about being married now yeah um it's like wow i don't know how she does it especially when um she she like performs on these big stages so much because i i'm running into that right now with covid like trying to do new jokes it's like i don't have any place to test them you know Mm -hmm. um because there aren't open mics anymore and um or as many. So it's, it's like, man, how does she do this and have such confidence in these jokes only running them, you know, however many times. Um, the other really cool thing was, um, she like, let me come down to the meet and greet to like meet all of her fans that, you know, like pay extra to get to like get a picture with her and stuff. And it was the most like crazy delightful thing I'd ever seen they all like she had just a table of presents that people brought her because they love her so much yeah and like 
you know, had like custom t-shirts made for Aww. the, especially to wear to the show and different stuff. And it was like, also kind of like a masterclass in how you build a brand and a following and a fan base. Um, and so that was really, really neat. Yeah, no, branding is everything. And I always like emphasize on that too. And I know you know that as well, but people all the time are like, like, that's why like, and it sounds so pretentious, but that's why I even put like my, I, that's why I started this podcast was to kind of like, as you know, the next step, I felt like I was a journalism major in college. I was doing comedy. And at first I was like, Oh, I don't even know if I want a podcast. Cause like everybody has one. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really want to do like a true crime one. I don't want to, but I was like, you know what? I was in journalism. I loved interviewing and talking with people. And I was like, what am I going to call it though? And I was like, Oh, you know, I, one of my big phrases and most people, People know this about me and now you're about to learn I'm like oh casual like if somebody tells me something they've done it's probably better than anything I've done in my life I'm like oh and I'm like but I'm <laughs> oh. so happy for them I'm like oh okay you were on the food network that's great <laughs> I uh, wasn't wearing pants and then Spark Tabor asked me to be on his show so it's, it's fine uh, but I was like, you know what? Like, if I'm that happy about other people's accomplishments, why don't I just do that? So that's why I came up with Casually Molly. And it's it's a great, I just feel like, you know, being able to like build, like I'm, that's what I'm learning is how to build a brand. And not that I'm like anybody famous right now, but I totally understand what you mean when you're watching somebody who's really made something of themselves. And you're like, oh, wow, this is it. I yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's what, really cool. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to ask you too is, you know, you were saying like about the open mics and like shows and stuff, you know, ev- basically the big thing in 2020 that I've been asking all of our guests is around the country is like, how is your city um, kind of coping with the pandemic? Like, are you doing just mostly mm-hmm. Zoom shows? Are there restaurants that are open? What's kind of happening in Indiana? Yeah, um, fortunate. We're really fortunate right now that the weather has been super nice. Um, so we've been doing a lot of outdoor shows, um, and which has been fantastic. Yeah. Um, the Sunday show, which um, is Rocket Ship Comedy and Let's Comedy Indie, put on every Sunday um, at Black Circle Brewing. Uh, they've built like this whole little you know, fenced in area, just like strictly because they were like, we want the community to have a place to come and hang out. And, you know, it allows us to still do some entertainment and everybody's very cool and they bring their blankets and camp out. And it's just, it's, it's cute and fun. Um, We have a couple of outdoor open mics as well. Um, And those are, uh, also a lot of fun. I, you know, I hope we can find a way to continue doing them when it starts <laughs> to get cold here in like a month and a half. Um, I bet over to go bananas, uh, in Cincinnati and they're I doing love that an outdoor club. show yeah. every weekend. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so much fun. Yeah. Hometown. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, one of the like popular venues to perform out here, um, they are open at like 25% capacity Mm -hmm. Um, and you know all kinds of other precautions and things like that so we've done like a couple of shows there um, and that's yeah that's that's mostly what's going on yeah yeah no I it's kind of similar here to St. Louis because like most of Mm -hmm. the indoor like the main clubs that are indoor they're doing like a certain capacity amount people are spread Mm -hmm. out six feet helium and the funny bone are both doing that 
Um, yeah. And then, yeah, what I was just telling you before we started recording, our mutual friend, Chris Sear, he with Impolite Company, his podcast and producing company, he did a really cool show. For those of you who are in St. Louis, please support if you can every Tuesday night. Um, and I was really happy to have the opportunity to host at this new place here. It's called Nine Mile Garden. And it is like, oh, fun. yeah, coolest thing. Like they had food trucks, people were on their blankets. There was a big projector that had the game on. And that's what we were kind of worried at first. We were like, oh, are we going to have to overpower the Cardinals right now with our comedy? Yeah. But we didn't. It was good. Um, good. I, was like, I don't know if we won the game. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm from Cincinnati, so I don't really follow the Cardinals as much. But I, yeah. um, my boyfriend was really into it because he came with me and he was just like, so when's your show starting? And I'm like, hello, <laughs> me. Um, yeah. yeah. But it was it was so cool to see people like with their masks on, just like getting beers, getting food and like just spread out like around, there was some fire pits out there. So I totally understand what you mean. And I was like, thankfully we've had some really great weather. So it's it's been interesting yeah. to see how comedy has moved outdoors. Like not that it was never a thing, but now it's been more common to see comedy on like rooftop, a drive-in, yeah. like suddenly you're creating all these like interesting intricate spots that you normally wouldn't see it in which I think is kind of a cool concept <laughs> yeah and I feel like that's kind of the like kind of new comedy nouveau comedy movement even you know is a lot of like kind of found venues or you know just like someone with a PA is like <laughs> hey do you want comedy one night a week at your Gemma Cafetorium slash ceramic studio. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will bring an amp and do it. Right. No, like, think, like, and I have an amp too. And I have to say, like, that's something I thought of. I'm like, maybe I will start one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like, yeah, the casual open mic. Why not? Um, yeah. But Yato's going to ask you, what's like the most unique venue you've ever performed in? Um, I did comedy at a wedding one time. <laughs> Me too. How'd that, see, that is like a different, it's, you know, here's the thing. For me personally, I feel like doing comedy at a wedding in theory sounds really awesome. And then, I, I don't know, I want to hear your perspective first and then I'll, I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> yeah, so it, I just, I don't think it's the place to have entertainment. Um, right. I, they, um, they they wanted just a, so there were a couple like variety entertainers. They had me as a comic, and then a couple of like dancers and a belly dancer or something. Um, oh wow! And so you know, like like totally fun. But everybody at the wedding was very like talkative and hugging each other and already <laughs> drunk and you know like you do at a wedding. Yeah, and I think too if um, maybe this was like a really like buttoned up uptight family who wasn't into like dancing and music but like um one of the grooms um was mexican and like his whole family was there to turn up like oh yeah they didn't want to listen to my bullshit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious. And I was like oh I these it. poor people have to listen to my you know dick and fart jokes while <laughs> they're eating their you know catered meal or whatever was there I, one I joke that didn't land jokes. or like what like i was about to say yeah like was there any joke that you did and they, everybody was just like wait what because that happened to me <laughs> i mean like no one was listening to me <laughs> so it didn't matter like no one 
laughed, but I like didn't take it. I didn't take offense to it because like only the table right in front of me, because they like I could catch their eye. Were were the only ones listening to me. Everybody else was like, <laughs> eh, we're over this. <laughs> Like that was, so here's the thing with mine. So my friend moved to Denmark and she was doing architecture there and that's where she met her husband. And then they both came back to Cincinnati because that's where she grew up. And so his, they were doing like a double wedding, which was kind of cool. They were like, they did one in Cincinnati and then they did one in Denmark. So his family could attend some and then like she could have her family, which like, I guess like I've never married somebody on a global level, but I, that's something that apparently is popular. Um, But yeah, Katie was like, oh my God. I love you. And like, I, and she's been so supportive of me doing comedy since day one. And she's like, can you please do stand up at my wedding? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I got to MC the whole thing. But the funny thing was, yeah, right. So it was funny because it was um, his family's from Denmark and some of them don't speak English. So like half the room is like getting what I'm saying. And like the other half is like having like their family translate over to this side of the family. Whoops. And I'm just like trying to, so I'm trying to like slow it down, maybe see. And then sometimes like people don't understand in comedy because like a wedding is such a formal event that you can laugh. So people are like, be quiet. She's doing it. She's doing, she's talking. She's doing, what are you, excuse me, Stan, she is speaking right now. And I'm like, Stan, it is all right. If you want to, don't interrupt this very nice girl. I'm like, what is going on? So, but then I got to like introduce everybody. I'm like, here comes the bride here. I was like, so that's where I really shined. I don't know how my five minutes did, but introducing people, I'm great at that. Follow me on Casually yeah. Molly. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. No, and did you get to be like, and table six can now visit the buffet. <laughs> I did. I was like, you guys, you can go. And then, of course, the people who, like, didn't speak English, the Americans, like, helped them out. And they were yeah. like, thank you. And I was like, it's totally fine. I studied abroad in Italy. Like, I get what it's like to, like, kind of have a language barrier, but I am here. I was like, not that, like, we're going to both speak Italian, but we'll figure it out. I was like, we'll use hand signals. That we'll is- use smoke signals. <laughs> we'll do whatever we need <laughs> to, like, get this together. <laughs> oh, but it was, yeah. I mean, Katie is a great person, and I had so much fun doing it, but it was just hilarious. I was like, now you guys can go eat. And then, like, you could tell, like, the people from Cincinnati, because they were like, yes! Skyline. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, they had Skyline chili at their so, wedding? You know what? I don't think they did, but that is something that did get yelled at a table. So that's even weirder. So I don't oh, know what happened. Wow. I know. I was just, but I did have a friend who did have a wedding in Cincinnati that did have Skyline at her wedding. And it was kind of a baller oh. move. How do you feel about Why Skyline? <laughs> I feel like we got to no. talk about this. <laughs> no. For those of you who don't know, Skyline Chili is the main thing. One of the main like food choices that Cincinnati is known for. Um, I'm a fan because I grew up with the Skyline just right up the street from me, which a lot of people did in Cincinnati. But there are people who are like, I don't know how you eat that because it gives me diarrhea. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I don't so much have the like intestinal issues with it. It's like, why does it just have to be so intentionally messy? Like you, I would gladly pay the extra, you know, three and a half cents to have a bowl that that chili would fit in. Uh, Cause it's like 
a whole bed of noodles, a whole giant scoop of chili, and then like this mountain of shredded cheese that you're not. (laughs) (laughs) What? How am I supposed to eat this? Like Um, from the top down? I want to stir it up. Oh, but see, and I like try to too, but it totally happens, right? Like sometimes it falls off the plate. The best was I was driving back to Cincinnati once and I was like, oh my God, I can, I wanted to get to my parents as soon as possible. And I was like late at night and I had just gotten off of work and I was like, oh, I need to get home. And so I went through Skyline, (laughs) the drive-through and I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, the cheese conies won't be messy. And there's like chili on my face. There's like stuff on my, and I'm just like, people are looking at me as I'm like, just like, it was just because we're in traffic on the highway because it's like six o'clock and I'm just like, oh hello, like just wiping myself off. I mean, just one of the graceful casual moments of my life, but I understand. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is, that is not a car food. <laughs> um, speaking actually transition, since you are like outside of Cincinnati, I've been looking at your social and it looks like you have a show coming up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I know this will probably come out when it's done, but why don't you tell us a little bit about it and I'll make sure to promote it beforehand. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington this weekend. Um, That's a great venue, by the way. Yeah, it is a great venue. A lot of fun. Um, It's Maria Bamford's favorite comedy club that she's oh, performed at so okay um, shout out to maria okay yeah <laughs> yeah we have so much in common now uh, <laughs> so we both we performed at the drop. same venue <laughs> yeah i'm gonna probably use the same toilet that maria bamford used okay <laughs> So I'm like basically famous. One. There's only one. Yeah. Base, yeah. <laughs> so. No, there's, no. Um, so, yeah, I will be there Friday night at 8. And Saturday we have two shows, one at 7 and one at 9.15. I'm right. bringing along Indianapolis friends of mine, um, David Brooks and Katie Hetledge. It's going to be a, a real, real great time. Um, the Comedy Attic is... is you know, trying their best to, to, to do the thing with COVID. So yeah. um, if you're in, in the building, you have to have a mask on your face at all times, unless you are physically putting food or drink into your face hole. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Got yeah. it. And then, um, but they also have an option to um, buy a ticket to Zoom the show as well. So um, oh, wow. if, yeah. So if you are a fan of mine who does not feel like, coming out um for whatever reason um that's fine and if you are a fan you can still watch it if you are a fan of mine from out of town you can also watch the show so that's gonna be me i can watch the show i'm so excited okay so basically the comedy attic was like molly needs to still tune in so we're gonna make sure she's got a zoom option so thank you but Yes, if you're in the indie area, make sure that you go support your local comedy, whether it's on your couch, whether it's at the venue, or if you're out of town like me, let's support Gwen and friends and do this. I am so excited. Now I feel like super pumped. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Of course. No, I, like I said, you know, we talk about this a lot too. What I love is especially when I have comedians on and female comedians, I love that like supporting females in comedy um, you know, we talked about why we like it, 
Uh, but for somebody mm-hmm. like who was watching this, which does happen, or, or listening, however you casually subscribe to my podcast, uh, what is some advice that you would give to somebody who kind of like started out like us, kind of like figuring out where to navigate yeah. and what to do? Um, what would you probably tell them? Um, I would probably say that like just get on stage. Um, a Everybody lot, always as says much that. As it, Mm-hmm. As much as it may, like makes your soul feel good, don't don't do it to the point of exhaustion, and go into those stage times like with a goal, and yeah. you know don't just willy nilly get up there and say like okay I'm doing this because I'm working on like a new five minute set, or I'm um, need to practice this particular joke, or I want to run these three jokes in this order, um, and then writing more than you think you need to. Um, don't be afraid to just get rid of a joke if it's not, um, you know, good in your set or not getting laughs, um, try it and, and put the work into it, but don't be afraid if it's, if it's not happening to get rid of it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I've had that happen too, where like, sometimes something doesn't work when you originally try it. So sometimes I like put it kind of in the back burner and then, I mean, here's some stand up comedy tricks guys. <laughs> so like, but then like afterwards I'll think of something and I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I add this to it in the first place? And then suddenly it kills and you're just like, oh wow. Like, yeah, I, but that's growth, you know, can't, can't control yeah. it. <laughs> or there's like a piece of a joke that is funny and it's like, okay, well, it doesn't work in this joke, but it will work in this joke. Yes. And so kind of, you know, Tetrising around your your jokes and your sets um, is, I mean, that's fun. Like you said, that's growth. That's like where you, you get to really think about, okay, how do I want this to work like as an act? You know, how do I want it to build and then kind of flow? Absolutely. How do you want to brand yourself, man? I like it. This is cool. Yeah. Um, So what we do normally on this podcast, some episodes have been a little bit deeper than others recently. So, but what we'll go back to is normally casually Molly, we have a casual topic each title, right? So Mm one was like, pick whatever you want. And sometimes I have like submissions of things that people are like, oh, talk about this. And I found in my old notebook pre-COVID when we were doing this like boom, boom, boom. And, uh, one of them was casually unnecessary. So I was like, when? Have you ever had a life experience or story that you want to tell where something was just casually unnecessary in your life? It can be funny. It can be serious. Spill it. What's the tea? Got my whiskey. I'm ready to go. Oh, <laughs> casually unnecessary. Um, I recently met a psychic. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So wait, how did this, like, how, I mean, you're going to probably tell this, but like, how, what? I <laughs> just, I need to know. <laughs> I recently met a psychic on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, the reason I wanted to tell this story was, was like, first of all, anyone contacting me on Instagram, uh, is unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> Social, social media is very unnecessary. Oh, yeah. I hate having to have it, but we have to have it. But we have to play the comics. game, right? Totally. Yeah, yep, <laughs> exactly. So um, a woman DMs me. Uh, she slid into my DMs. And she, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah. And she's like, hey, 
I am a psychic and I was scrolling through Instagram and I ran across your profile and you have an energy block on you. Um, and what even I is can that? remove that. Okay. Um, and so I was like, this seems not real. So I ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next day she messages me again and says, uh, I know you think that I'm just making this up and it's not for real, but I'm actually psychic. You really do have an energy block on you. I know how to remove it. Message me back. And I was like, okay. Okay. The universe is really trying to get in touch with me here. <laughs> for real, I, right? That's, I was, I'm trying to listen, but that's exactly how I felt. I was like, um, it straight up slid into your DMs and was like, you have an energy block. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she says to me, she's like, I can remove this energy block. Um, <laughs> it's going to be this like three night ceremony <laughs> where I, I do these different magic things on my end. Through and Instagram? Then you are going to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we just did them simultaneously, but separately. I didn't okay. like. I would like send her a picture of what I was doing or whatever. And she'd be like, yes, that's correct. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm so intrigued. Keep going. <laughs> so she, um, she tells me she's got to go get these things for the, the spell or whatever. And so she, she says that she has to go to the charmers market to get these. And, <laughs> she like asks me for uh, an amount of money to go get these items. And I, at this point I'm like, I will spend $20 on this joke. <laughs> like, it's not like it's an excessive amount of money. Like I will, I will spend $20 to see where this goes. It's a pandemic. I got nothing going on. Yeah. What else I is happening? To see, yeah. What Helen has. Yeah. So I sent Helen. Helen? Helen's her yeah, name? Yeah, her name's Helen. Okay. And Helen, and she lives in Georgia. Um, but okay. you can tell by her, like, messaging that she, English is not her first language. Okay. Um, but she, she's really knocking it out of the park uh, overall with her communication, but she says she's got to go to the Charmers Market. <laughs> so the next morning, she gets up and messages me, like, before I'm even at work, you know, so, like, very <laughs> early in the morning, and she's like... I'm on my way to the Charmers Market to get these items, and I'm thinking, like, and I'm kind of, I'm a little bit of, like, a woo girl, so, like, uh, I, I've, I've, I've been to, like, you know, some witch stores before. Oh, 100%. And eight, eight, <laughs> none of them open it at 8 a.m. No. <laughs> like, like, no, no witch store opens at 8 a.m., so I'm like, this is fishy, but okay. <laughs> and so she messages me back shortly after, and she's like, Hey, because of the pandemic, some of the things are a little bit more expensive. Um, so I need a little bit more money. And she uh, asked for more money. And at this point, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> like, yeah. like, just just give me my money back. Return the things We're we're done with this, uh, the charade. And she's like, I can't return them at this point. You know that. <laughs> you know <laughs> this. I'm a psychic. You okay? know this about magic <laughs> items. So sure. <laughs> I was like, can you send me a picture of what you've purchased so far? That's smart. I and like that. she she was like, 
no, you have to trust me. Um, this is so insulting that you won't. And I was like, I don't think it's out of line to ask you to send me a photograph of items you're going to do magic with on my behalf. So she right. sends me, yeah. <laughs> what? So she sends me a picture and it's like some herbs and some seeds and, a can- and like a candle. And I'm like, she meant farmer's market. (laughs) (laughs) So she's at the farmer's market, which very well could be open at 8 a.m. And I'm like, okay, well, now that I've figured this out, uh, (laughs) we can continue. Um, And so, yeah, we did the, and she said the spell was specifically that someone had put this like curse on me possibly when i was a baby that young harry um, potter that made <laughs> that made me annoy my lovers such that they fall out of love with me well maybe i had that curse too for a long time i don't know what broke it yeah. but <laughs> where was my psychic <laughs> You know what? If you want me to give you Helen's information, she will grift you. No problem. Um, I'm already on top of Helen's game here because I know where every farmer's market is. Okay, look at me. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I know exactly. Even people are listening on audio. Anybody that knows what I look like, I belong in the farmer's market. I love fresh fruit. I love like all my fresh vegetables, everything. The more color, the better. So bring it. We'll charm it up. Into it's it. fine. <laughs> So wait, so do you feel changed? What happened? (laughs) I know you're going to think that this is crazy, but yes, I do. Oh, really? I do feel. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Because like this was the one area of my life where I felt very like not confident in. And like, I did think I would do this thing where somebody would like we would be in some sort of you know romantic or loving relationship however that manifested um and that i would just start to doubt it constantly you know and um now i don't i i know it sounds weird and it's all very new but i just don't i just i mean i feel like it like a, a switch flipped and i just feel differently about it now Oh my God. Well, I'm really excited for you then. I mean, here's the thing. I'm a skeptic no matter what. And like everybody, I mean, you're going to learn this about me, Gwen. Like anything, like anytime anybody tells me, like I have friends who read tarot cards and like have crystals and they're like, come on, Molly, like just buy one, put it on your desk. Like things are going to change. And I'm like, no, like I I don't lead a normal life. I wasn't normal before the pandemic. I'm not going to be normal after. But you know what? In talking to you, maybe I should invest in like, a few crystals at the farmer's market. <laughs> like if there's a booth and somebody, I mean, sign me up. All right, Helen, slide in these DMs. Yeah. I really don't have $20 for her right now, but I, uh... <laughs> you know what? I understand. I, I'm also fortunate that like I've been working through the whole pandemic. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, it's also, I think, a time for those of us who whose income hasn't been affected to be generous. I mean, if this lady is this hard up yeah. for $20, I am definitely in a I'm position gonna just to give be it to her. to her. Yep. Yeah. And I like, I was an essential worker and then I lost my job at the hotel, but now I, <laughs> Oh no. 
Yeah, but it's okay. Now I sell apartments, and I think I said this on the Zoom thing, but I was like, great for a theater major because I'm like, what's behind 807? Oh, a new dishwasher and updated appliances. So it's going to be... So yeah, who knows? So like, as I keep saving up money, maybe I can just give her some more because I support locally anyway, no matter what, but... Hey, if she's in Georgia and she's going to get whatever, which I'm sure I've got like a few energy blocks being the skeptic that I am. So I'm almost afraid she's going to slide in my dance. Be like, I see every problem with you. So don't worry about it. Do do we have time for me to tell you another Helen story? Yes. Go for it. We've got it. We've got it. Tell me. Okay. So she has been, she's checked on me periodically since then. And um, she said to me one day or So I said to her one day, so this thing happens where if I I walk under a street light, it turns off. Um, Like, and if I'm with my mom, it happens to my mom as well. And it happens so frequently that when we're together, other people notice that the street lights are going off. It's like in Harry Potter where you just like, boom, and we can't control it. It just happens. My mind's like like blown right now. Okay. Yeah. Like it. It's, it's, a, and it's been our whole lives has been, have been like this. So I asked Helen one day, I was like, Helen, why do I turn off streetlights when I walk underneath them? And before, as I'm typing this out, she messages me and says, does this also happen to your mom? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, I have like all the gooseies right now when like that's insanity. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, And she said that this was um, this one was like a generational curse that somebody put on my great grandmother that then got passed down on to my mom and then to me. Different than the the other energy block. So I don't know who I pissed off as a baby, but (laughs) (laughs) so. She did some kind of magic spell. Okay. Um, and now I don't turn off streetlights when I walk underneath them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love how I like, grabbed the headphones. I don't even know what to say. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Sometimes, and, like, I, I get kind of as skeptical as I am. I do, like, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, sometimes I watch mediums. And, like, I know a lot of people, myself included, are, like, I mean, these are kind of like general questions that people ask, but that's crazy that through literally Instagram, this lady, so who knows? Like maybe there is a sixth sense that like you just don't know. I mean, like sometimes like, you know how you can read, like how you can read people, like some people can like do that better than others. I feel like Mm -hmm. if you can do that, you mean maybe, maybe the possibilities are infinite where you can do something like that. But that is, wow. How did you tell your mom? I haven't told her yet because um, my mom, like, hey, mom, kind of, <laughs> my mom is like kind of a woo girl too, but okay. like, like she, she like fights it, like she sees ghosts and stuff, and like uh, is super intuitive, but she like doesn't like to talk about it. Uh, so I think it's going to weird her out. Oh my God. She's especially, and again, I'm the same way where like, I like sometimes I'll, like I said, I'll watch these medium shows and I will actually here, I'll make you before we head out of here. What I'll tell you is when I was a freshman in college, I went to SLU 
And for those of you who don't know this, St. Louis University, that is actually where the uh, movie The Exorcist, it's based on real things that happened in, I mean, I love how this podcast just took a turn. It was, uh, I love it though. I love it. This is like spooky. Um, Casually paranormal. Casually paranormal. Okay, here we go. Casually unnecessary and I'll just put in quotations and paranormal. Oh my God. Boom. Ah, Perfect. Go see Gwen Sunkel at the Comedy Attic. Okay, so here's what this is. So I was like, um, we went to mass and like, you know, being, it was a Jesuit college and I was raised Catholic. So I was like, guys, let's go to mass because like, that's what you think is fun. And I opened up the program and in like this little box at the very bottom, it was like meeting about the exorcist. Like it didn't say it in those terms, but that's what it was about. And it was like the day before Halloween. And I turned to, I, which these girls are still good friends with me, which means like they were like loyal to the T. Um, Julia and Gabby, I was like, hey guys, because we all live together. I was like, do you guys want to? And they were theater majors too. So, you know, you're like young and open yeah. to anything. They're like, I was like, do you guys want to go to this? It's about the exorcist. And they were so sweet. They were like, yeah, sure. Like, let's go. Like, why not? So we go down to the basement of the church and there's like, we're like the youngest people by far. I don't think that they really mm-hmm. thought that like college students were going to come, but we're there. And they, it was a very nice meeting. They had a projector. There's all like these really like, nice like kind of like older people more seasoned and they were like they had coffee they had snacks all these things so I'm like ooh, and you know I'm a college student so I'm like coffee snacks like one minute so we're all like getting our plates and then the lady goes oh you guys like it's about to start so we're sitting there and I guess there was either on discovery or a and e they were doing a um coverage of the events that happened with this exorcism and so they showed clips from the documentary and then in the middle it would be like this older guy he's like hi I am the great great grandson of the boy that received the exorcism like (laughs) and I'm like I am into it like I am listening I guess maybe I've just become more jaded which I know I mean I sound like a really happy person but I probably just hold a lot in but I remember being so (laughs) young and being like wow and Julia was like what the hell did you bring us to like what is this but it was the coolest thing and it was like hi I'm the and they had the writings and the notes that the doctors took and like the family row and I was like this is so interesting because like a movie's a movie right and like a lot of things were for effect and like we weren't there so I understand in Hollywood you got to make something interesting for people to watch but this was so cool to like see the text and like the names of the people and you're like wow so you just think of something you watched as a kid in your basement with the lights down with your friends putting a blanket over you and you're like oh wow this was some real and I just I know it sounds weird it's just like what you said but I remember thinking back I was like wow maybe maybe there is something and like of course my two girlfriends were like nah and I was like I don't know like maybe but I'll never sometimes it doesn't come up a lot but we've been all friends for over like 12 years and Julia mostly will bring it up she'll go remember when you made us go to that weird thing in a basement I'm like well when you put it like that it was a nice (laughs) basement it had snacks and it was in a church so and the people were super nice they just were like oh here's like history and you're just like all right (laughs) so I don't know like I yeah, like, I don't know if I was changed, but, you know, it's, I feel like you just got to kind of lay out that platform and kind of look around and see things. So 
I mean, maybe it was unnecessary to attend, but it, it was kind of cool to see. I was like, oh, so this is like some real shit happening right here. Okay. <laughs> but I love that you feel changed. That's like, that's an awesome feeling. Good for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and because a lot of the, like, the spell and I think like people think that, um, you know, it's, it's all like, Ooh, you know, Ooh. and a lot of times it's just like kind of meditating on your desires is, is like a lot of witchcraft. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know, so it was like, it, I don't know if it was this or, you know, just meditating on my desires, but um, yeah. And, you know, no matter what it was, even if Helen's a total fraud, sorry, Helen, I'm just making a point. The point is this, is that, like, if you feel really good about something afterwards, like, what's the hurt? I mean, it's just, like, religion. Like, what's the hurt of just believing in something? Like, I don't know, as long as it's for the better good and, like, you feel like something's changed, who am I to say anything, you know? I loved, wow, Gwen, I feel like we just really bonded right now. This is great. Totally. (laughs) I I love it. Oh, my God. Love it. That was awesome. Um, Gwen, what I'll ask you too really quickly is, you know, we're about to head out of here. Where can we find you on social media? Anything, anything that you want us to know about, even if it's like something that you contribute to writing wise, what would you like us as an audience to know about you? Yeah. So I am on social media um, at Gwender Woman. So it's like Wonder Woman, but with I love Gwen it. instead of one. Um, oh, hi, my dog babe. is shaking her tail over here. Um, and then I am a contributing writer for Off Magazine, A-W-F-M-A-G, um, which is a um, queer satire news site. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely have to look that up. Um, yeah. Yes. And I love that you use Wonder Woman just because I was Wonder Woman for like three years in a row for Halloween. So when oh, I found you on social media, I was like, following, following. This yes. is great. I love it. This yeah. is going to be fun. Uh, but this was a pleasure. I am so, like I said, um, I always hear everybody speak really highly of you. So I really appreciate oh, you. Oh my God. So of course. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Like, Hey, I mean, I only say that just because I mean, people do, it's, it's a good reason to have somebody awesome on and be like, Hey, by the way, got to interview you for a little bit. And also everybody loves you. So it's a good positive vibe to throw out. Um, but yeah, this was great. And like I said, I hope to see you once the pandemic ends. I always tell all my guests, like, I hope to maybe meet you in the future, uh, off yes. Zoom. Um, but hopefully. When it's safe. Yes. When to it's breathe safe. in each other's mouths. <laughs> right. Ex- precisely. I was like, I hope we get the closest seat together. We can share yeah. some fries. Like, yes. um, I'll, maybe I'll get the chili ones. You can have the regular ones with cheese. I mean, it, it just depends on how messy you want to get. And we can like do something really cool and catch up. Can um, we Lady in the Tramp um, some Skyline chili? <laughs> Okay, when I was a kid, so I love dogs, right? Clearly. That's yeah. why I'm like, Edna, hello. But my one of my dreams was to have a Cocker Spaniel or like an Irish. I don't even, what kind of dog was Lady? I can't even remember, but. She was a Cocker Spaniel. A Cocker Spaniel? Oh, so I had like a Cocker Spaniel calendar and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, Lady and the Tramp. And I was like, oh, what a weird kid. I, I'm surprised I had <laughs> any friends. Like, it's fine. <laughs> So I love that you brought, and then apparently on, I think it's like Disney Plus, they have a live version of Lady and the Tramp, and I just got Disney Plus, so 
we all know what I'm going to be watching later. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so uh, what I always end on is, Gwen, what are you going to casually do now, now that we're done recording? You know what? I am going to, I, I got the next uh, two days off. Um, I am, so I'm going to casually have a glass of wine uh, and uh, really live it up, you know? Absolutely. Are you a red girl or a wine girl? Or are you just an all wine girl? Red, Rose, red. red. Me, yeah. see, me too. I was like, you know, you can have Chardonnay during the day, but if I ever go out to, hi, Edna. If you ever, yeah. like whenever I go out to dinner, when that used to happen, um, I I would always have red wine. So I love it. Edna, what yeah, are you going to do? Uh, I'm probably going to take a nap because um, <laughs> I sleep for about 23 hours a day. <laughs> what kind of dog is Edna? I don't think I ever asked. She's a dachshund. Okay, so that's what I thought because I, I'm trying to like yeah. look through here. So I grew up with the dachshund and his name oh. was Rudy. He was white, uh, black and brown and he, he lived for a long time. He lived for 15 years and then- Oh, wow. Oh, to- my wow. mom like loved this dog. Okay, like, yeah. and you know how dachshunds have, well, for those of you who don't know, dachshunds have back problems. So my mom, yes. like one time Rudy like twisted a disc and so my mom put him in physical therapy. It was It was a thing- it happened. My God. He, but he lived because they were like, we're going to do surgery. And it's going to be all this money. And my mom's like, oh, no, I'm going to figure this out. And she found some dog physical therapist out there somewhere. So oh my if God. anybody understands the dachshund love, it's it's the Ambergy fam. Like my dad put a picture of Rudy after he died in a frame and it's sitting on <gasps> our fireplace mantle. I'm not even joking. You. Oh, my God. And he didn't even say anything. My mom just came down and was like, I think your dad just put a picture Rudy. of Rudy on the mantle. So I yeah. love that. How um, I was about to say, Edna's still like living life over there, though. She's got a lot of energy after even she, though you said she's so sleeping. <laughs> she's uh, 10. Oh, um, wow. And I, yeah, I actually just adopted her in like April. Um, yeah, her previous owner had to go live in a nursing home, um, so she like needed couldn't take her with her, so she needed um, a new home. Oh, um, yeah. And now it's so Edna. She's part of my pack now, and we're having a lot of fun. I was like, no, that's what I was saying. Gwen Sunkel and friends, and Edna and the Golden Girls. I love it. Will you go yes. enjoy your wine? I really appreciate I you coming on and talking yeah. to me. This has been fantastic. Uh, if you want to hear Gwen's episode, as well as the other episodes that we've had on, just remember to casually subscribe both on audio and our video. And also, like, uh, if you feel pretty generous, just leave us a review and uh, some stars about what you thought. And obviously, tell us how much you loved Gwen's episode, because uh, we know you're going to, or Helen's going to slide into those DMs and uh, fix, <laughs> fix your energy block. Okay? She's going to hit up that Charmer's Market. Yeah. And you better have Venmo or Cash App because she's going to need 20 bucks. So all good. <laughs> well, Gwen, I really appreciate it. You have been awesome. Thank and just so have much. a great rest of your night. I appreciate you. Thanks.